Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello and welcome to City Update. It's been pouring with rain outside and our stock market expert Lee Humphreys has just walked in soaked to the skin. But I'm sure he'll still be his usual upbeat self, so we'll crack straight on. So what have the markets been doing this week, Lee? Oh, we've had a positive start into the week um, in that um, some of the key elements um, that the market is looking for right now um, came to fruition. So um, political wise or politics wise, um, we had some uh, some um, fine words from uh, the US and China, believe it or not. Uh, they said they've held constructive talks on how to implement their phase one uh, deal. Um, so that was uh, all well and good. And then two things that the market really likes and pushes it higher often are news about vaccines and news about stimulus. People are saying with the vaccine news, Donald Trump wants to kind of pull a rabbit out of the hat just before the elections and say you're going ahead with the vaccines, whether they've been tested or not. Well, of course, that's right. Ian. I mean, he's on a very, very um, uh, fine timeline right now. Um, and he's talking about October. And remember, the election is in November. He said that he's considering whether to bypass, funnily enough, um, normal U.S. regulatory standards to fast track an experimental uh, coronavirus a vaccine. Now, this is actually the one um, we should rejoice in this a little bit, Ian, because it's the AstraZeneca one in combination with uh, Oxford uh, University. So that was the first announcement he made. He also um, was talking about something quite uh, experimental. Um, uh, the FDA is, is working to expand access uh, to a virus treatment involving blood pa- plasma from recovered patients. Yeah, I saw the commissioner of... Um the FDA, uh, Stephen Hahn, was initially against it. But just before the um, Republican convention, he switched and said, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And so there's been a lot of suggestion that was political, but who knows? Well, sounds very wise of him, uh, really, if he wants to uh, keep his job. Um, uh, So the other thing also I mentioned was stimulus. We had some kind of the market loves a bit of stimulus. This also came out on Monday um, from Germany. Um, uh, first of all, they uh, said that their, their equivalent of the furlough, excuse my pronunciation, the Kurzarbeit, um, uh, they were going to extend that until um, the end of 2021. What does Kurzarbeit mean? Um, it sort of means short term jobs, I'm led to believe by Google. He's a clever chap there, Google. Carry on. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and that, of course, is in, in contrast to our own furlough, Ian, which um, uh, is, is scheduled at least to end in, uh, in October, at the end of October, actually. Yeah, it seems it's going to be a pretty tough winter for a lot of people. Um, it, it certainly is. Now, we've, you know, there's also been some um, push, um, uh, obviously, from the Chancellor of the Exchequer. We've talked about it before. That Eat Out to Help Out um, uh, campaign has done extraordinarily well. Um, there's uh, now 64 million meals have taken advantage of this uh, policy um, in the first three weeks. It's leading to um, a demand by restaurant to extend it into September. That would be good, wouldn't it? It's interesting. Um, I completely missed out on it, as I usually do on things, and tried to book a restaurant for this Monday coming up and found the restaurant was completely fully booked. So it's obviously working. Well, obviously, KFC is in high demand. In. So, but we also had um, some um, good news as well uh, from, uh, on the corporate uh, front from Tesco. I don't know whether you saw that. 
Uh, these are the um, temporary jobs being made permanent. It's several thousand, isn't it? Uh, it, is, it is actually 16,000 that are now going to be uh, made permanent. And that is in addition to uh, 4,000 that had already been added at the beginning of the whole COVID crisis. And really sort of plays into one of our favourite themes, not Tesla on this occasion, Ian, but, but um, the, the delivery uh, channels of uh, the likes of Tesco and Sainsbury's and Ocado and the success they've been having over this whole lockdown period. Yeah, they've obviously got so much business, they're having to uh, put people on, which is excellent. It is. Unfortunately, this um, contrast, and as we moved in uh, into the week, uh, as uh, uh, Monday elapsed and moved into Tuesday, uh, we had announcements from uh, Gatwick Airport uh, that it was cutting 600 jobs. Actually, that sort of flies in the, uh, the face of some positive news from Virgin, one of their major, their anchor um, airlines, uh, that uh, they had secured a backing of £1.2 billion in a rescue deal that will save 6,500 jobs uh, for the airline but that's not going to come quickly enough for those um, workers at Gatwick Airport. Co-op Bank also said they were going to be shedding 350 uh, jobs and uh, closing 18 branches. That's on top of NatWest making a similar announcement last week about 550 employees. That must be said though Ian, these cannot be necessarily laid at the door of COVID in particular, but just changes in the way we do banking. Okay, what else you got for us, Lee? Um, so we've. Um, uh, I was also thinking about uh, how we ended uh, last week in about um, uh, office space. Uh, you, I mentioned, I think Schroders um, are, are going to offer their 5,100 employees the opportunity to work permanently from home. There's been more and more announcements of this nature this week. Two of the big companies who are uh, sort of anchors in the city of London and Canary Wharf, a big chain of solicitors called Linklaters, you may well have heard of them. They were saying they were going to change their um, working arrangements for employees to make them more uh, flexible. And one of the traditional um, uh, behemoth names actually in investment banking, JP Morgan from the United States, who've got a huge office out in Canary Wharf, they also said they were going to be offering their staff a permanent flexible arrangement. Now, the ripple effect, as we said last week, of this goes far and wide. Indeed. I was reading something from the CBI. I think her name's um, Dame Caroline Fairbairn. She was saying that, uh, OK, some uh, employees uh, might like it, but she says you run the risk of creating ghost towns. You know, it's a high price to pay for businesses near these offices and communities where the offices are. Yeah, and I she- would warn... Caroline, and who's obviously a very wise woman, um, uh, and the CBI, not to move too far away from the mood of the country. And also, at some point in time, this is just an inexorable shift that cannot be stopped. But you're right, she's right also, that the uh, net effect of this is going to be some uh, job losses in places like uh, sandwich shops, pret for example, on Thursday evening announced um, the uh, loss of 2,800 jobs just because of this movement that we're, we're talking about right now. Yeah, indeed. And uh, I was reading also that um, our UK economy has been hit really hard over this uh, COVID crisis compared with other nations because our, our jobs are focused around services, hospitality 
and uh, consumer spending. So it, none of it helps, does it? We, we, absolutely. We are. Um, that is right. Um, uh, far more focused on, on that um, level of business. We've also got a what's deemed uh, euphemistically a more flexible uh, workforce, which basically by and large means um, uh, employers can sack uh, employees a lot quicker than they can in the on the content um, uh, but it also you know if you're looking for a silver lining to this it does mean that we can bounce back a bit faster uh, as well that famous bounce back can't wait for that <laughs> now one of the things i did uh, think we'd uh, look at in is uh, index in the index performance i don't know whether you've been um uh, you know, we talk about it on uh, on various weeks, don't we? About how um, you know, the, the, all this sort of negativity, and yet we see indexes, um, some indexes at least, um, trading at record highs. Have you been looking at that? No. Right. Well, that if you haven't, it's fortunate that I have because. One of the things that is, you know, we've left, been left scratching our heads is, um, we talked about it last week, the S&P 500 um, uh, being flat on the year. Well, get this, um, uh, since we last spoke, it's risen another 8%. So I looked at these sort of indexes and, and, and uh, I saw the Nasdaq, in fact, up 30% this week. Yes, 3030%. Um, but it really does not tell the full picture here. Um, if we look at the FTSE, which seems to have had a torrid time and nowhere near close to bouncing back, it's down 20% on the, on the, uh, on the year. Um, it actually, in some respects, reflects many other indexes, including that of the S&P 500. Some of the data that I saw out of the uh, S&P this week, that one-fifth of the companies in the S&P 500, of course, 500 names within the S&P 500, uh, are still trading 50% below their all-time high. Uh, the average stock in the S&P 500 is 28% below its peak. People have talked now about a K-shaped recovery. So things like energy and financial names are down, 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 um, whereas the sort of consumer discretionary and IT names are up, up, up. Um, this is nowhere better um, seen than, of course, in the likes of Apple, which, as we talked about last week, went through a market capitalization or a valuation of $2 trillion. It's now put on an extra $164 billion since we spoke. This is incredible. Just to give you some flavour of how big that figure actually is, it's also the market capitalisation of Nike, the uh, the sportswear uh, manufacturer. He still didn't really understand how um, the rest of the country seems to be in misery, and yet these stocks are doing so well. Well, it's you know it just goes back to what we keep saying: it there has been a paradigm shift in how the economy is now going to be functioning, or has been functioning, and will in all likelihood function going forward far more stuff is going to be done um, software is going to uh, software providers are going to be in far greater need uh, a lot of commerce is going to be done um, uh, remotely and electronically and that face-to-face -face contact that we've evolved with over the decades and in fact centuries is really uh, in a fast track to oblivion. Right. Well, that's enough of the fast track to oblivion. Uh, do you have any good news? I, I do. Let's uh, end up with uh, something positive, shall we? Well, positive for around about 50 people at least. The uh, uh, the founder and chairman of Nikola. Do you remember that one, Ian? It's a uh, it's a um, sort of Tesla truck um, lookalike, uh, effectively. Well, the uh, the founder has given um, six million shares worth currently 220. Three billion dollars to its first 
50 employees, um, which wonderful news for them. You'd imagine employee number 51 might be uh, on the phone to HR as we speak, however. Quite. OK, I'll see you next week, Lee. Thank you. Cheers, in. In Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio.